Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonix Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, show number 256, four beers with a sports talk and a whole lot more, December the 5th, 2022. Dave, did you get your Christmas lights up? They're up. It was it was quick. It was painless. We did the tree uh, on Friday, and then uh, it was supposed to be nice, and it was it was fairly pleasant on Sunday afternoon. And to which I had told my son, we're putting up these lights. And I got home from doing some running around, some errands. He had a buddy over. It was time for the lights. And he goes, well, Dad, I got a friend over. Get him out here. <laughs> Put him to so work. The- <laughs> Put some gloves on. Let's get at her. <laughs> so the three of us had it done in record time. It was it was great. So uh, even we got in and, and my wife was, uh, you guys done already? I go, yeah. So, you know, when when the kids are doing what they're supposed to and listening, it's not bad having kids. There, and there's know. less welts in their head when it's all said and done. Not from slapping, but from everything else that could happen in a, a, a workplace-related incident, I guess. I'm not saying you hit your kids, but... No, so. no, no. I, I don't strike them. But you're like... Kids these days, like every when they're doing something, chores, whatever it is, you hear a bang. Ow! Ow. Oh, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I bumped my knee. I bumped my head. I skinned my knee. Well, just... Quit doing it. Like, do, yeah. do it once. Like, you, only, you only put your your uh, your hand on a hot stove once. I, w- I would hope it's kind of yeah. one of those deals. It's uh, yeah, whatever it's it is you're doing, just do it different next time, okay, boy? Yeah, don't yeah, keep banging funny. the same knee over and over because that makes you un- unwell. Uh, Dave, I say you got, you got a different uh, beverage in your hands than you usually do. You usually go with the King of Beers, or you or you surprise me with a Montana beer. What do you? I saw a just a cup in your hands tonight. What are you going with tonight? Um. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm feeling festive. It's snowing a little bit tonight. Uh, the lights are up. The house looks good. So I'm treating myself to a uh, rum and eggnog to start things off tonight. The festive the season stomach. is upon us. I have a uh, what is it? A rail yard IPA out of Calgary. It's it's quite tasty. I uh, just ran over to the liquor store and bought something different. Saw the can. It's uh, it's a card playing. It's a, the ace of or the king of spades. Kind of deal here going here, but no, it's a very tasty beer. So Rail Yard, we'll give this a go, and we'll see how it goes throughout the night. But uh, thank you very much for Rail Yard IPA. Uh, it's very, very tasty so far. Uh, Dave, 
I, I, I love Deanne like no one's business and I'm sure you, and, and you love Kaylee like no one's business, but is there something that she does on a consistent basis over the 18 plus years you've been together that she still does this day, even when you say, Hey, can you not, can you not, can you not, is there something that she does uh, to this day that, that she still does, but you still love her no matter what? Um, there's nothing really specific. She's, she's, I'm going to use the word fastidious. My wife is such a neat freak. And, you uh-huh. know, when I'm, uh, when I'm cooking and doing something in the kitchen per se, like I'll, I'll, I, I have to have everything on, on the counter. And That's how I do it too. And just do it. I get all the ingredients. Cook. I put it on the counter and I, then I cook. And then you turn around and I go, I could have sworn this was right here. Oh yeah. I put it away. Why would you put it away? I wasn't done yet. Yeah. Like I turn around and like, where's, where's my knife? Oh, I clean it and put it back in the block. But I, I need that sweetheart. Like, and if she can't help herself and thank God, because I'm a little messier than her. And, and so, Oh yeah. There's it, no getting around that. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't drive me crazy, but it's definitely a head scratcher. I, I, I'm, I'm sensing there's a there's something that's going on. There's a minor situation that I, I'll discuss with Deanne <laughs> later on tonight. But uh, last night we did our, our Sunday dinner. Uh, I cooked uh, some uh, ham steaks. And, well, it doesn't much matter what I cook. But then um, she cleaned up before our uh, our regular Sunday night. Man, I'm getting old. Our regular Sunday night Scrabble game. Like how, how old am I all of a sudden? But um, I went to uh, some other stuff to put in the dishwasher this morning. And she had all of the the uh, utensils facing up instead of the handles up. And I've asked her a number of times to to not do that because it makes me fucking crazy for one reason. Because when you put your hand in and the sharp stuff and the tines for forks are sticking up, there's an injury that could happen. Part two of why I don't like that is that once I have to take them out of said dishwasher, my hands have now touched the part of the utensil that goes into my mouth whether it be this, that, the other. Whereas I think the handle being up, if I grab grab things by the handle of said utensil and I put them away, then that part has not touched my, not, not that my hands are dirty, but they're not um, sterile to a certain extent. You know what I'm getting at? So, I, I've asked, so I've asked for a number of times to not put the eating part of said utensil up in the dishwasher and she just won't listen. I don't know what to do. Well, first of all, Admit you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Me? Do, yeah, for sure. Like, like pointy side up, bud. Because when you no. put it up, oh, here, just let me. Because it's it's you, you say it's not sterile, but it's not clean. Because like spoons and forks can nest upon each other, and they're not getting clean. Whereas, it, whereas if it's pointy side up, there's room for the water to go all around. We're not washing for a hundred here, Dave. Like it's only just me and her. Like. Th- couple three times a week kind of deal right like it's well, you, you, uh, but once your once your hands touch the, the 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 part that goes into your yap they're dirty again wash your hands before you put them away no and then don't grab it by the tips grab it by the by the neck to oh, put i don't have away. time for that <laughs> like I'm grabbing and going and whatever it's got happening there, and that's no, all. I, that's in, all. In I, all I my life, think. I don't think I've ever seen someone put uh, pointy side down. They're wrong. No, you're wrong, man. Like no. I've worked in restaurants. So she's worked in restaurants. Yeah, she's doing what it wrong restaurant. Time. Have you worked in that my grandparents' restaurant, Fort McLeod, Alberta, the Scarlet and Gold restaurant? I was a dishwasher there at the age of 
about 10 to 13, 14. At the S&G. Okay, so yeah, uh, are you, are you sure it wasn't just possible? Child labor, slave labor, man. Anyways, <laughs> that's my, uh, I, I've asked her to not, and she just won't listen. And I, I maybe we'll, we'll have a come to the Jesus meeting in the new year and about, about that whole thing. But if that's my biggest concern, then that's my, then that's, uh, it's not too bad. And what goes on here at 1420 world headquarters, I guess. Anyways, Dave, the NFL uh, keeps rolling through week 13's wrapping up tonight with the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, Tom Brady and the uh, New Orleans Saints. Nothing gained to me. It doesn't much matter. Two teams going nowhere. They're not, not gonna, going to win anything. Um, there was some great games yesterday. There were some surprising games yesterday. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we get into that, let's get this out of the way. My USC Trojans put up a fucking stinker on Friday night. They um, they they let a quarterback who was injured dictate the uh, uh, Caleb Williams. Obviously, he's a Heisman guy. They, they they rolled through that those first two drives, put up points. He got hurt, hamstring, hand, blah blah blah. The Trojans got stomped, and then uh, that, and then the rest of the the, the football program or the fo- football uh, college football thing went through throughout the weekend. The Trojans they stunk. Absolutely stunk because Williams and uh, the coach wouldn't pull him and everything else. Uh, Dave, why? I don't know if you watched the game, and but you've seen this time or two before. The loyalty that college coaches have towards their star players, it don't make sense to me because that that player is gone next year and he don't care. And and this happens year in year out. Um, Lincoln Riley showed a lot, way too much. Um, loyalty to to his star player uh what are your thoughts on what happened on friday night um i i was unable to watch the game that was the day the night we were uh putting the tree up as a family and playing christmas carols and 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 uh doing that so i was keeping track though on my phone and looking at on it and i feeling bad for you because i knew you were watching this oh i was jacked uh, something like that. I, I think it's just one of those things where the coach just, you, you, you dance with the, the one that got you there. Right. And, and Caleb was the one that got him there. He had a, he had a Heisman caliber season, but I don't think when you, this is the, the taste you put in the voters mouth, I don't think it's going to help his cause whatsoever. Well, the it's, worst thing about that game, Dave, was is that he was hurt early and you could see it was like, he just, Oh yeah, there's something not right. Cause he was the, there were situations he would have scrambled out of all season long, and it doesn't matter if Utah's got the number eleven defense in the country or whatever it is. It uh, it was something that I saw that he, he can't move, and so now because it was three and out and three and out and three and out, or you know what I mean, and then all of a sudden the defense had to be on the field the entire time. Then the defense start, started to wear down, and then the game just got got out of hand by the fourth quarter. And it was uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate that the USC ended, ended up the way they did, and because we had our we had our uh, how it would, would all work out, and it would have worked out perfectly because TCU ended up ended up losing, losing yeah. on on uh, on Saturday afternoon there, and so our, our prognostication would have been fantastic, and I think it would have worked out if USC would have won. But an injury to your bit your your best player, it happens when you're a one trick pony, and that pony gets hurt. You're fucked. Right, fucked. And it happens in it happens in every a lot, sport, right? A lot. Um I I think back to uh I remember when Mike Vick was uh the quarterback for I think it was Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, yeah, the Hokies. 
goodness, he was a difference maker. And I, I want to say, I, I can't remember who they were playing in a bowl game. But Vic was just doing everything. Everything. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh that's a lot of years ago now. So I, I can't remember. Who yeah. was. I thought it was Florida State, maybe, but I could be wrong, but it doesn't much matter. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but a long like, time ago, he just kept getting hit and hit and hit. And, you know, you can do that with uh, Virginia Tech when you're playing against West Virginia and whoever else is in that conference, but you can't do it against the big boys. You can't be a one man, a one trick pony, especially and, an ACC team like Virginia Tech that, that isn't that, that's, you know, the conference is pretty weak because it's perpetually weak. And, uh, like, you, who knows what could have happened if, if USC, if, if Williams didn't get hurt, they, they probably would, they, I'm not saying they would have won the game, but they would have had a better chance to win the game with, with, with a guy with two legs, better guy with one, obviously, right? So it's just the, the way it turned out. And it's, uh, no, it was unfortunate. The game was over, uh, fourth quarter. I put about five, six minutes left. I, I took my jersey off. I hung it up. And I put it away till next year because like, you, you, when your team uh, is is close, and that we were before the game started, we went for a a pregamer over at, at Browns, and I uh, I was I was excited. And Deanne goes, man, I'm, like you I said, when your team has a chance of winning something, it 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 feels pretty good. I mean, that that feeling went away two and a half hours later. But when your team's got a chance of doing something, like no matter what sport, because there were three like big pitcher. They were two, at that point, three wins away from doing something. And when you're that close, you're like, you get excited about it. And that's the great thing about sport. Especially when it's been, uh, what, 10, 15 years since USC has been even in the conversation. Relevant. Of a national, yeah. yeah. Yes. So it is nice, especially after prolonged absence. And I, and I understand your, uh, your excitement. I'm not as um, passionate excuse me, I'm not as passionate about the Wolverines as you are with the Trojans, but same, same, you know, last year was nice to finally beat OSU after so yep. many fucking years. And then this year to actually manhandle OSU at, at the horseshoe <laughs> and then, uh, you know, have a puncher's chance. I, I honestly don't believe they're as good as Georgia, but I, I think they, I think they're better than TCU. They're and going to the final. I, I got to think, I got to think, but, uh, you know, that's why they play the games. Uh, you know, there's no way Kansas state is as good as Michigan and Kansas state just beat Texas Christian. hundred percent. So, so that's how that's, that's my logic going into this game. I'm, I'm happy that Alabama didn't make the top four, which was our worry that if TCU and USC won, that they that's, were going to let That's Alabama. my problem, though, Dave, is that I, I know in my heart of hearts that that Kansas State's not as good as Ohio State. And I know in my heart of heart that um, TCU's not as good as OSU. And, or, and, and I think that Alabama's better. I think that the... <laughs> I think they kind of got it wrong, but they had to go the way they did with the way they picked things because I, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I do, I do. Like I, yeah. I just think that TCU had to get in because they only have the one loss and you shouldn't advance two spots when you have two losses and, and Ohio, without having to play and Alabama didn't have to play. Ohio state didn't have to play. So, PCU had to stay in, and they're not nearly as good as Alabama. They're not. They're not. I, I agree, but like USC now with that 
third loss. They dropped to ten, so they're, they're out. That, that was that, that was a no doubt. We were, we were no yeah. doubt about that. Or second loss, sorry, second loss. Yeah, there was no so, doubt yeah, about you, that. Yeah, so yeah, you 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 couldn't reward them by by keeping them even in the conversation. Yeah. So um, you know, which is unfortunate because it would have been nice to have uh, four different conferences represented. Um, it's a nice rarity that it's Big Ten, which is my conference. I like that the bit. I like that the committee didn't have a rematch of of Ohio State Michigan right away. I mean, it's still a month away, but I, I like that they 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 separated the whole thing because you can't tell me that um, anyone in that committee who's a football person thinks that uh, TCU is better than Ohio State. Right. Exactly. Right. Like it's yeah. there's not. And, you know, I think uh, Georgia kind of, uh, if anyone has to, anything to bitch about, I think it would be Georgia. Because they're playing a better team. Because they now have to play uh, OSU as opposed to TCU or, or USC. Yeah. Um, which I think Ohio State and Alabama are both better than USC. But yeah. uh, we'll never know. We'll see how. Uh... Oh, so like, you know, the, your Trojans don't even get to play in the fucking Rose Bowl now. Uh, no, because the they lost to the Pac-12 championship yeah. game, out, and they're still ranked higher than, than than yeah. It's 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 so ridiculous how it's all worked out. I, I wish they go back the old way. I really do because I think it, it don't much matter. Whatever. So uh, is the Rose Bowl now going to be Utah versus Purdue? Because Purdue lost to Michigan in the. I believe so. Game. I I didn't catch up on it today, but I, I believe so. The the Trojans are going to the Cotton Bowl versus Tulane. Um, Deanne asked me yesterday, because where's because we're planning for uh something to happen. Uh, um we're going to the island for Christmas and then whatever. She goes, Where's uh, where's USC playing? What's what's going on with her? What's in Dallas, no? I said, Yeah, I said, I don't care. Like I, I'll watch it. <laughs> like I'll watch it, but I'm I'm not jerseying up. I'm not the whole bit. I, I'm not and I'm not spending money to go to, to Dallas to watch the uh the cotton bowl against Tulane. Like I I'm not. Like if it was if it was the Rose Bowl, maybe, but to watch your your team in a game that means absolute like absolutely nothing. And bowl games, they've lost their luster because a lot of guys don't even play anymore. Yeah, like, the, yeah, like so many of those seniors that want to, uh, that are fixing on getting drafted. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I, I really don't blame them. Especially, really like, especially in games that don't matter. Like, if guys drop uh-huh. out of the final four, I, I, I'm against you on that. But if it's, like I said, USC Tulane versus to, to win the Cotton Bowl, big whoop, right? Who like, cares? you would almost hope they can make it somewhat regional and, and maybe play like a San Diego. But I understand you got to go by the rankings and, and and it is what it is, and and it's a long tradition. It's going to change, I think. Now, in what two years they're going to change the college 12. football uh, to, to twelve teams, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then we'll see what it's like then, because it will be better um, to have meaningful games right through December. Like the TV ratings are going to be crazy because you know sometimes. You know, you turn on the TV like on December twenty sixth. There's some random game on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the Kmart Shoppers Bowl, and there's and there's two teams like you've heard of them, but there's eighty people in the crowd. And And that's what's crazy to me is is how big TV is. It it shows how big TV is because there's eighty people in stands, so ticket sales aren't big. Are big, but it's on TV and all the. The Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. So there, there's all the sponsorship deals and da 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 da. And it's 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 absolutely insane. Anyways, so well, they need content and it's daytime, it's live daytime content. And so, you know, why not? Some football uh, 
you know, irrelevant football is better than no football. At times. Uh, anyways, the uh, speaking of uh, irrelevant football, uh, actually, this wasn't irrelevant at all. The Cincinnati Bengals, man, Joe Burrow is 3-0 and all-time versus the main man, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Bengals, whew, they game up, right? They'll lose a stinker. They'll lose a couple stinkers. But and when the you thing is, it, it's not that number. it's not that long ago. I mean, we're we're week thirteen now, and and you're how many games left? You got uh, they, most teams have three, maybe four games left, and the the Bengals are right there. They're 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 number six in the Super Bowl to to win at at, at plus twelve hundred at eight and four right now, and and Burrow's the real deal. Uh, he's a good player, and the the thing with the Bengals that surprises me right now, Dave, is that. Early in the season, he was getting sacked a lot, and things things have changed a little bit, and th- they've gotten a, t- a ton better. But to be able to go up against Kansas City and beat them um, again, again, and again, it's pretty impressive. And like, like you, you, eventually, you 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 have to lose to your rivals and everything else. But man, when, when it gets in your head. That's got to be a good feeling for for uh, for Joe Burrow and the Bengals for sure. I I agree. The confidence that they can carry going into the playoffs, knowing that they can beat Kansas City, and and because they've done it now three times, it was the third time they beat them in in a calendar year, which is crazy, crazy. Like there's uh, we we we've said it all year, right from the beginning of the year, that Kansas City and Buffalo are the two big boys in the AFC. And the Bengals have now shown that, you know, even though their record and they're going to lose a couple dogs here and there. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. They can beat the big boys and hang with the big boys. The problem so, you got there is you got to make sure you get to be able to play the big boys again. Because if, if, right. you, if you go out and lay a stinker next week, I don't know who they're playing. I don't care a whole bunch. We'll, we'll talk about it next Monday night if they win or lose or, or win, lose, or draw. And, you know, speaking of draws, that's ridiculous that football games end in a fucking tie. That is, that is so <laughs> dumb. I do agree. That I- is dumb. So would you like on that regard? Then would you rather th- would you rather see then them go to as opposed to like so they they do the the ten minutes of overtime, which is normal football. Would you then after if it's still tied, then go like the college route? Okay, you get the ball in the twenty, see what you can do. You guys get the ball. So there's no because the, uh, from what I read and my understanding was that they don't want it to go to the end because that's longer and this is such a violent sport already where players get hurt all the time 
this is now where they're tired is is where they have a bigger chance of getting injured. That's this, the logic. This is something that I I would expect to come out of your yap because you say some pretty ridiculous things sometimes. But because hockey goes to a shootout where it goes down to two people, why isn't football do follow suit and just go to a field goal competition? Push it back, push it back, push it back. Why not? I'm okay. And like you know, just why not? Like, I, and I'm not even being funny. Like, or do you try and block if, it, or do you have if to? If one of the big four, if, the, if one of the big four sports can say we're going to have mano a mano, we're going to leave it to two irrelevant, not irrelevant, but um, we're going to make it so it's not um, part of the actual sport. Like, why not just have a field goal competition and make make kickers more fucking valuable? Not that ties happen very often. Like one one, like, there's been a few the last few years, more more than usual. It but, seems like there's one or two every year. Yeah, like you lately. Um, <laughs> why not just okay? You're at the. We'll start at the forty. You make it great. Go to the fifty. Make it great. Make it sixty. Great. Do you, I think do you, that I think that's ridiculous. I really do. Well, tying tying a football game is ridiculous. Tying a football game is ridiculous as well. I'd rather see them go like the college route and get and put and place the ball on the thirty five, um, which I don't like as a general rule. I think it's a little silly, but um, I like the way overtime is. Just just keep playing the game till someone scores, and you know, keep it, playing. And it seemed like uh, the Commodores and Giants just didn't really want to win. It was, I, I, I managed to clue in for overtime. I, I, I've watched yesterday. I watched as little football as I have all year. And that was just like, Jesus, how'd they even score 20 points? It was one of those. Like when, when teams become afraid to make a mistake, it makes for really bad sport. And it doesn't matter what sport you're, yeah. you're, uh, you're watching, but when you're playing not to lose, it makes for a shitty product. And that was, there, that was shitty. I don't know if you remember this guy back in the old, uh, geez, 100.3, the bear out of Edmonton. Cause I remember he used to work up north and you might have, you might have, Cub got, Carson. Uh, Cub Carson. He would, he would call a, a tie kissing the sister. And I, and I, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He goes, well, it feels good, but you're not really sure why. Like, the, <laughs> like a, a tie was kissing the sister, right? So that was one of Cub yeah. Carson. He was really good. I do remember that back. He was good. 100.3 The Bear. They played great music. They had hilarious skits on there. That was a 100.3 The Bear was a really good station. And they had the champ on there too, right? Yeah, the champ was on there for his 45 minute rant or whatever it was back in the day. Just the Mrs. Wonder Bush trim. Yeah, because that what was his actual? He was. it's bad radio. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it later on. But no, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the bear was good. Cub Carson, he said, yeah, he go the uh, the, the commanders and, and the Giants kiss the sister. And I was like, what the fuck does kiss the sister mean? <laughs> well, it feels pretty good. You're not really sure why, but uh, it's the kissing the sisters a tie. So, no, it was, uh, yeah, getting a tie in football is ridiculous. Dave, the good, the bad, the ugly of the NFL yesterday. What do you got? Uh, well, like I said, I wasn't able to watch a lot of live football uh, yesterday. I was busy. Uh, the good uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati. I'll watch those two guys play football. Those two teams play football all the time. It's entertaining. Um, they're close games, and it's and it's two quarterbacks playing at an absolute high, high level, and defenses that 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 come to play as well. It's just it's entertaining football, and that's what I like to see. Um, teams that can score uh, at any at any time, um, it's good. It's good. That's that's my good. 
Um, the bad for like whatever the 13th week, 13th time out of 13th, Jesus Christ, my Broncos. So here, here's my, my, my conundrum yesterday. They scored the Mar- up. They, 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 they gave up enough points to, to win, <laughs> but they didn't score enough once again. And here it is. Lamar Jackson is the quarterback for OJ's white Broncos, my fantasy team. So you got double so they fuck. knocked that fucker out. So my, my fantasy day is ruined. And, and while well, at least uh, I can now feel good cheering for the Broncos and those fuckers can only kick three field goals and wait till the last fucking 30 seconds to let, uh, Hubbard, Chubbard, I don't, I forget who his name, like, fuck, jeez, really, you know, just fuck off, Denver Broncos, just fuck right off, I don't know how Hackett still has a job, I don't know, I don't know, but it is, it's kind of one of those things, I'm, I'm done giving them my emotional energy and cheering for them, but you still cheer for them. And then they they just like the Godfather they they sucked me back in yesterday because now they they might get a win and no let's well let's. what they had they had they had fourth and 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 six or uh, no third and six from the I don't know they're the forty whatever the it doesn't much matter and I I didn't I saw a disinterested. Very disinterested. Wilson going for a first down. He didn't want to get a hit. He went out of bounds. I'm not going the extra mile. Fuck this. Our team stinks. We're not going. That's what I saw on that. Because yeah, see, they're, 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 they're my ugly on that. And yeah, then because then they came up short on the on the uh, 68 year field goal, 60 yard field goal, or whatever it was. I saw a very disinterested Russell Wilson trying to get an extra yard for his team. That's what I saw. Yeah, and then like I said, I was I was quite busy, so I only was able to watch the last ten minutes of the game, obviously keeping track of the score, and then like just to tune in to see them shit to bed and just fuck you guys, like fuck. You just you gotta break my heart just for kicks, eh? Like the season's ruined, but now you got a chance to beat a good team and you fucked my fantasy, and so why not? Let's just fuck this game up too. There, take that, Dave. Yeah, fucking loser. I what like what was your ugly? I don't know if you tuned in for any of this uh, Sunday night football game. Uh, while we were playing uh, Scrabble last night, and I was beating Deanne's ass at Scrabble last night. I was, I, we had the game on in the background, so I was taking a glance. See, see, my bad, my bad and ugly were are reversed from yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, like and my, so, my like, bad and ugly uh, completely reversed from yours. Like that, that fucking. Matt wow. Ryan is done. Like, if I was Matt Ryan, I would have just got up this morning, picked up the phone, phoned the coach, phoned Jeff. Hey, Saturday. Yeah, Matt here. Yeah, Matty, what can I do for you? I'm, I'm not good. coming. I'm not coming in. Well, we need no. No, you don't need me. Did you, Did you see that? I was throwing to the other fucking team last night. We're not good. I'm it not. It was good. awful. I, I, I have a hundred and ninety million dollars in the bank. Whatever it is. I'm good. And that's I, one thing I'll never understand because what well, we, we've talked with this a time or two on this show. Like if you have 200 mil and like, yes, it's still, still a hundred mil, but you, you should be okay. But at the end of the day, in the court of public opinion, if you, people don't know how much money you made, what they care about is what you did in the field 
on the ice in this whatever on the court or it may be and if you go out looking bad people remember that nobody gives a fuck how much money you got when you when you look bad going out fans remember that i think matt ryan has a decent shot at the hall of fame well the longer he stays around man not if he does stuff like this because people are going to remember and holding on too long i don't know if it should um uh, affect your 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 chances to get into your, your sports hall of fame. But this, that was such a bad look. That was the first time I actually watched the Colts since, uh, oh. <laughs> since that groaner of a game, they would be Den- uh, Denver, I think in week four or five, it's not important. That was awful for Matt Ryan. And, and Matt Ryan has a career. He has a solid, solid career. Yeah. And MVP, and, I believe, right? Yeah. League MVP. Super Bowl. One year. Yeah, he got braided. Yeah, and, and that wasn't on him, right? Nope. He, it wasn't like he was throwing pick sixes out there. It was the play calling oh. that cost him that game. It it was awful, and I felt bad for him. And I don't care. I don't, I'm not a Matt Ryan fan. I'm not a yeah. Colt fan. But you know, Matt Ryan is also a guy that I have no ill will to. He's he's put together a hell of a career, and to see him go out there and Oof. and like it's like he's a bad look. Yeah, it's like Nolan Ryan going out there and just throwing, but. Uh, uh, fucking tomatoes for guys to hit over the fence. Actually, that that's the that's a very good analogy, Dave. Like Nolan Ryan went out throwing his arm out. Like he, mm-hmm. what what happened was I don't know if you've seen the documentary yet or, or not. Oh, this on Netflix there, and he went out there and he he threw till he couldn't throw anymore, and he was still affected to the day he was done. And he 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 went out throwing fastballs, and 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 I, I got to commend him for that. He he didn't go out on a on a sour note at all. These guys who stick around a little bit, and Tommy ain't doing so good either right now. And uh, we've talked with this a, a time or two on, on on the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Is that why these guys can't just let go? Like it, it's it's odd to me when you just go, I'm out. Like it's like like Gret, Gretzky when he went out, he said he goes, yeah, like I we got 11 goals. Yeah, but I used to score 95 or 96 or whatever it was. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, I could have been an effective fourth liner, but no, I'm Wayne fucking Gretzky. I'm not a fourth liner. I'm, I'm right. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got and 35. Then, what I don't even know his point numbers were his last season, but like at the end of the day, these guys they got to find a way to let go because you get remembered. Like if you're a super fan of a team and your guy was great, you remember your championship years. But for the re, for the rest of the of, of the sports world and fan, and and fans and fanatics and everything else. When things go sideways, that's what you remember by more. Right. Like everybody, uh, like I, I remember Brett Favre throwing picks in the playoffs for the Minnesota Vikings as much as I remember anything he did for Green Bay, right? Like it's, it's, he left a sour taste in, in my mouth for leaving. Well, aside from the fact that he was an asshole. Well, there's um, a situation there with that uh, Jen Sturge or whatever his name was, or her name was. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like aside from that, like he, he tarnished his legacy yeah. on the playing field, like regardless of what. And he after did the fact, he did, did more harm. Yeah, I, I don't understand Jordan why these guys. Tar- yeah, these guys Jordan, yeah, Jordan last- like Jordan. No matter what what you, you say, like at the end of the day, he he had some really really shitty years for whatever reason. He wanted to keep playing in Washington, and I don't get it. Yeah, but you could have been a legacy guy, but you you actually had a lot of people. Um who are a lot younger than us seen Michael Jordan play for the Washington wizards 
when he wasn't very good. And so you, you no matter what you say, there's still that on you. Mm-hmm. Like go in, get in 12, 12, 13, 14 years, win a championship, blah, 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 get out. Like why do these guys need the adoration and everything else? And I, I, I that's one thing I'll never understand. I will never understand it. You know, and even take Joe Montana when uh, San Fran made the decision, rightfully so, to go to Steve Young. Uh, he finished his career with Kansas City. Kansas City, yeah. But he wasn't a joke. Joe Montana was highly effective playing for the Chiefs those couple There years. was one Sunday or, or Monday night football game. I wish I remember who the fuck they were playing. It was, it was probably Denver. It was a Monday <laughs> night game, and I, 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 think- I I got traded to Nanaimo from Bonneville playing junior hockey in 1994. So I just got across the ferry, ended up at this place called Muddy Waters. It was a bar. Like, we the even, bar of the town was called Muddy Waters. Uh, the bar. Muddy okay. Waters is right, right, <laughs> right off the ferry dock there. And uh, we were watching the game, 1994, and Montana put on a clinic for the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs that night. And I was like, there's a reason why he's still playing, right? Yeah. Did you get my equipment to the fucking arena? Went straight to a bar and got the ferry with the fucking teammates. They picked me up at the fucking ferry. It was it's quite funny, but whatever. Yeah, hey, no. Coach. Hey there, guys. What's going on? Yeah, take Brent to the bar. Yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy how these guys stick around for so long. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. And I think you're right. Like, Matt Ryan should just say, I'm good. He's got to have a couple of bucks in the bank. How many more years he got his contract? Like, I don't know. This has to be it. It has to be it. Like, I don't care how much he's due. Like, he just has to say no. Like, like, I'm good. Like, I can't. Dallas's defense is good. But he made them. He was just gifting them. He was putting a bow on those interceptions. It was ridiculous how bad it was. And you just can't be that bad. And and expect anyone to to want to keep yeah. you on the field. It's strange. Like, it's strange yeah. how you would want to get up and get out and. and, and I felt for him. I felt bad every for day. Him. Uh, my good for the weekend was the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they stomped, stomped on the Miami Dolphins yesterday with Jimmy G. Uh, that's not a good thing. But Jimmy G. getting his ankle broken, he's out for the season. Uh, an unknown quarterback. I still don't know his name. I tried to like. I didn't look too hard because I don't care a whole bunch. It was such a like a hillbilly name, like yeah, Brady Hovey or Jake Winters. Like yeah, yeah, whatever it was. And it, that that was like that team. That not that team. That defense is for real, and it kind of goes to show that you maybe you don't need to pay a quarterback 40 million bucks a year. You, you can pay a bunch of uh, guys to play defense a little bit. And uh, maybe these high price quarterbacks might be a thing of the past, because if you got that high powered defense, man, and you don't give up points, you got a chance to win. And that's in any sport, man. That's in any sport. I 100% agree. Like defense travels and, um, and, and just competency on, on offense, which is don't in Sanford. Don't fuck up. And that's, and, that's, and that's what Garoppolo has done. And I hope right. this new guy does it too. Just don't fuck up. Well, does Baker come to San Fran now? Uh, we'll get into that in a second. I don't think so. Okay. There's a reason we'll why he, he'll be on his third team. Anyways. Uh, top six right now for the uh, Bet US uh, Super Bowl odds. Uh, Buffalo's at plus 350. KC's at plus 500. Philly's at plus 500 at 11 and 1. 
Uh, Dallas plus 709 and three. The Niners at plus 1200 with the four string quarterback and the Bengals at plus 1208 and four. Dave, if you had to put some money down to betus.com today, uh, who are you doing to Buffalo, KC, Philly, Dallas, Niners, or Bengals? I would go KC. That's, I, I think, uh, so they, I, they still, they still have the best athlete at quarterback. At quarterback. I, I, I believe so. And they have the weapons, even though, you know, Josh Allen is obviously a little bit dinged up. We'll have to see how he, uh, how Buffalo finishes the season. They've been up and down. The Bengals have been up and down. I think KC has been the most consistent, excellent team in the NFL this year with a couple losses here and there against good teams. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, from day, like day, I remember date night one of the season there, we, we got going and Buffalo was uh, being anointed these bowl champions and everything else, but it, it's tough. It's really tough to win. It's tough to get over that hump. You gotta, uh, you, you gotta learn how to lose before you can win kind of deal. Like, like the, back in the Oilers, uh, days back in the eighties with the, the Islanders kind of deal. And I can kind of compare that with the, uh, with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, how that, that, that kind of thing where the Chiefs have done it. And they had, and, and Mahomes has done it. And now it's time for the Bills to maybe see how it's done. Right. And, and, and they're not even, and, uh, Billy's good. Like Philly is good. They got a quarterback who's on a bit of a mission, but the division, like you don't like, you, you don't like the NFC. So I don't know. No, I, I don't. I think their, their record there is a product of their schedule. I'm not saying they're a bad team. But I, I think Buffalo, Cincy, and uh, Kansas City are all better than than anything the NFC East has to offer. Anyways, there it is. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Brought to you by BetUS and BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book, and make some wagers today, a parlay, or whatever you want to do. Hey, it's Brent from the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. For all of you out there who like to have a little skin on the game, go to BetUS.com to make all your sports wagers. BetUS.com has all the sportsbook options available at your fingertips from pro and college football to baseball, hockey, horse racing, and beyond. And with an initial sign-up bonus of 125%, you get more bang for your buck at BetUS.com. Just click on all our on our personalized link that can be found on all our social media accounts and start betting today at America's favorite sportsbook. There is also an online casino for those of you who like to play the table as well. So sign up at America's favorite sportsbook today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use uh, promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app today to save yourself 20 bucks on some tickets. Dave, uh, last weekend, or last week, uh, the Brandon Wheat Kings uh, junior hockey team here in Western Canada plays in Western Hockey League, a uh, team that uh, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, my cousin played for them a long, long time ago. But anyways, uh, after practice, I think it was on two, Wednesday or Thursday last week, uh, four players well, we're going home after practice or going to play video games or whatever it is kids do. And uh, they, Jake Chase on, Calder Anderson, Nolan Ritchie, and Ben Thornton uh, were in a car going over a bridge in uh, Brandon, Manitoba, a small little town in Manitoba, probably the second biggest town in Manitoba. But they uh, noticed a guy on a bridge was. Uh... Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They thought it was odd, so they, the guy's legs were over top, and they, they, they turned around, and they uh, got out of the car and went and talked to this gentleman. He said he's going through a rough time. Things aren't good. They uh, literally got him off the edge. And uh, they pulled him, pulled him back, and everything's good. And he's this guy went to uh, the hospital and everything else. There was four nice kids between the ages of seventeen and nineteen years old. It's uh, it's a nice story that that happens, and it, it's too bad it doesn't get enough coverage. Like we always hear about all the bad things about junior hockey or the bad things in professional sports and the bad this and the bad that. And you, you have guys, uh, I can't remember the guy's name from the. Uh, from TSN who reports on all the, uh, this, and I'm not downplaying, oh, Rick Westhead, I'm not downplaying what he, the work that he's done, he's done some very good work uh, about the uh, sexual assaults and abuse and things that happen throughout junior hockey uh, around Canada, but uh, it's too bad that stories like this and these four kids in Brandon who could have just kept driving by and if you see someone on the bridge or I see someone on the bridge, I probably didn't even notice. I mean, you got so much going on in your life but these 17 to 19 year old kids saw something and they, they took the time out of their day to turn around and they saved this guy's life. And it's, it's sad to me that the, the good things in sport and the good things in life, they, they don't get enough uh, press or publicity. Uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that the clickbait for the negative uh, gets so much and the positive things don't get enough. I agree with what you're saying. Um, I do believe that these stories do get published and they are out there, but it just doesn't gain traction because it's not sexy. It's not, it's not headline grabbing. Like it's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be a good, decent human being. And when people act like good, decent human beings, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. We all want it. We, it, and I'm guilty of it as well. Like I don't click on, on, you know, and then I'm also a bit of a cynic as well, right? So if I read a press no. release from, from from the, <laughs> if I read a press release uh, telling me how good someone's doing, like it's uh, from the club that that person plays for, it's just like oh, they're just pumping their own kids' tires, which may or may not be happening. But when something out of the ordinary happens like this, it's it's. It's great. It's 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 nice to see that they're not so self-absorbed in doing their own thing. That they 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 took time. They went out of their way to, in this case, to save a person's life. Um, on a lesser note like that, one of the fellas I curl with, he's he's a bit older. He has an eight-year-old grandson that plays minor hockey here in Lethbridge, and he was telling the story how a couple of hurricanes came and helped run a practice the other day. And he says, oh, you should have seen those kids' eyes. Like the kids, when you're eight years old and a junior hockey player comes to your practice, that might as well be uh, Connor McDavid skating around Christmas the morning, man. It is awesome. And then just the little things, you know, at the end, like it was the whole team versus the hurricane, and he's stick handling through everybody, and they're laughing and chopping at him and trying to whack yeah. the puck away from him. And they and like everybody loved it, and it, and it, it sends them home. 
with with happiness and 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 I think I don't know what it's like in the NHL. Obviously, these guys are professionals. They're a lot busier and and they have a lot more structured day to day life. The kids that, that that play the the junior hockey, the WHL here in Lethbridge, for those that do not know, it's 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 kind of like college hockey. They're a little bit younger, from the age of sixteen to twenty one. Sixteen to twenty, it, it yeah. overage a little bit, but sixteen to twenty, yeah. And the majority, I won't say the majority, a lot, of, well, fifty percent of the NHL played in uh, junior hockey in Canada, and this is where they, this is where they played and learned their craft as kids. And and these and the cities they play in is anywhere from Swift Current has what thirty thousand people. Uh, I don't think that much, man. Yeah. Yeah, and but the, you might be playing in Vancouver, or in Portland, in Seattle. They all have like millions of people, and and these kids are playing hockey there. They, I I think the junior hockey for all the ills and bads that we hear about them, and and the bad clip clickbait they're active in the community i know for a fact that the hurricanes are active in the community they do work with the schools they do work with the hospitals they do work with kids and and they should be applauded for the efforts that they that they do in the community no that's 100 there's not, it's a conversation me and my sister had years ago like because uh, she, she's out in Nanaimo uh, on vancouver island there and they were talking about that that ex- she was talking about that exact same thing where like all the negative that all the that guy's a prick and that kid's a prick and that nah. But in general, like there's more good people in the world than there's bad people, and it's it's too and, and the the stuff that these kids because like let's not forget they're kids, man. Like they're 17 mm-hmm. years old, they're 16 years old, they're away from home for the first time in life, and they're most of them aren't going to amount to to a, a hill of beans in the hockey world, and they're they're just as scared shitless as the next guy, right? And and they're, and they're and they're treading through life as well. And when they 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 go out and they uh, they get a pat in the back, and they have these kids who adore them, and uh, like like you said, like going to the minor hockey practices and, and this that and the other, uh, it's a good thing. And I I really wish that the uh, the hockey world. Um, especially here in Canada where it's, it's such a, and we talk, actually we were, we were just as guilty about the other night and I'm still like, I'm not giving hockey Canada free pass. I, I'm not like, there's still a lot of uh, crap that goes on, but we focus on the negative with what, what, what's going on with the, the situation with the world junior teams back in 2017 or whatever it was, it, it, but we need to maybe um, not forgetting, don't don't forget about what happened. But we also need to maybe promote the guys that are, do, that are doing good a little bit more. And, and and that's not just in college hockey or or junior hockey, but in professional ranks as well. Because not not everybody's is a douche nozzle like our friend Jim and a fan of the van says douche nozzle. Uh, Deshaun Watson. There's there's there, there's a lot of guys who do do a lot of good and help communities out a lot and 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 do a lot of good because sports people have a. a because of the money that these guys make, um, there's a lot of ill will towards a lot of athletes. And I, I don't think that's right. It's not their fault. Like it's not their fault that someone gives them money because there isn't one person on the planet that doesn't take a raise when offered to them. Right. And so all the negative that, that, that gets thrown at athletes from, um, non-sports fan, I think 92% of it is unwarranted. Yeah, um, 
painting in broad strokes. I would I, I would say more guys are out there, more professional athletes are out there giving back to the community, giving back to their hometowns, giving back to the organization. Don't get me wrong, there are fuckheads. Like there are. Oh yeah, there. Oh yeah, for sure, there's fuckheads. We see them all. But the there's time. fuckheads in all all walks of life, right? Yeah, it's just like a percentage of life, right? Like uh, like ten percent of the people, whatever. Are, are are fucking assholes that you're never going for to for every Kanye with. West. There's there's five Justin Timberlakes, yeah, or whatever, what, whatever, like whatever. What, yeah. yeah, just 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 not going out of their way to be a dick. Yeah, um, yeah, they're everywhere, and and you know sometimes I can I can see how they they, they might have some self importance, and and you know just personality traits traits how you're raised where what what means more to you. What, where, where you, what you hold to be to uh, dear and important in your heart. Um, even it was just a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a thing where Lamar Jackson surprised a kid with cancer. Like, and he was, he was on the road, but this kid was a Lamar Jackson thing. And it looked like a hotel conference room or whatever, uh-huh. have you. And the kid was sitting there and like, yeah, we, uh, he didn't know Lamar was coming. And then Lamar Jackson came through the door. This eight-year-old kid, the sick kid, like popped out of his chair and just bear hugged him, like right around the legs. And just, just, he was so happy. And then like Lamar said, Hey buddy, how you doing? And the kid wouldn't let go. And the kid started weeping and, and Lamar was, was good. Like he was like, Hey, like, you know, how you doing? How yeah, you to have to, to have that like like remember years ago when when Charles Barkley said I'm not a role model. No, you are, man. Like you are. Like yeah, I know he he was saying it tongue in cheek and everything else was going on and there's a lot going on back then. He was a the bad boy of basketball, but you you are. And these guys are role models and they, and they, they most most do a lot of good. And we we need to start focusing on and and if the, the less we talk about it, yeah, it's good clickbait for podcasters and content creators. Obviously, when the negative stuff happens, when the good stuff happens. We need to focus on that a little bit more because, uh, like, I remember my, my my first favorite hockey player uh, here in Lethbridge uh, with the Broncos back to the day was number double zero Kenny Raggett back in 1982-83 kind of deal. And so you, you and you always remember him. He ended up playing in the NHL with my cousin, so I got to, I got to meet him downstairs in, in the Saddle Dome uh, when he got, made the NHL. So it was kind of a, a fun thing. And I think we need to start focusing on that as like we get close to the holiday season and Kumbaya and all that stuff. But it, it's it's nice just to hear a story about those four kids in Brandon uh, saving a guy's life. What's amazing to me though, Dave, it had to have been the driver who noticed the, uh, the, the guy on the bridge because there's no way in hell there was four kids who were between the ages of 17 to 19 years old, weren't looking at their phones at the same time. <laughs> That's an, that is an excellent point. That is an excellent point. Like what the fuck's going on there? Oh, the the guy was like yeah, the what? driver's turning around. Yeah. The other three kids are still on their phone. Oh, oh, oh yeah, they're yeah they're Snapchatting or Insta facing or doing something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you're right. Well, not even crazy. They're just glued to the phone. So it's a well. Good I mean, thing we, we need uh, the two of us aren't aren't any better most of the time. But yeah, to have, to have four to have four kids and have one find one one there's a, there's a man who's fortunate enough that one person saw him and the other four uh, helped out. And it's a great story out of Brandon Manitoba with the Wheat Kings, and we I, we commend you here from the fourteen twenty podcast because it uh, all athletes aren't bad. I think we got to to look that way and more people got to look that way and the, the world's not not as bad as it's uh as it is on a daily basis it was a great story out of brand and i i hope that uh it gets it gets a little more coverage it was on now it's kind of just all it's, it's kind of gone away already 
But yeah, well, the, I, I, when you told me the, the the thing with the Brandon players, so I quickly looked it up, and then I was like, oh fuck, I read this last week. So like you mentioned, I, I had forgotten about it yeah. last week. And when a negative thing goes so on much. forever, yeah, yeah, it's like crazy. you remember a headline, he's like, oh Jesus, because you know we know the end of that story. The 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 kids uh, intervene, and and that that guy ended up not committing suicide. They essentially saved a life. Yeah. Whereas now, like when when we have a, a story like that keeps on giving, like to Sean Watson, is like, what's the next shooter job? What's going to happen next? Yeah. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? There is always a next thing to happen, and so I, I understand like how those the negative stories have legs, and it's it's to use a terrible term, the gift that keeps on giving yeah. when you got something to talk about and so we can make fun of that, right? But that's for a laugh. And like, and, when, and, when that, that, and that's how the, about- the Enquirer and TMZ and the rest got all, made so much money over the years because negativity breeds negativity. And nobody, nobody cares about a, a rich person's fortune or or, or, or a, a rich person or when things are going well for anybody because we, for some reason, we want to drag people down to I don't want to say to our level, but our lives aren't as blessed like in 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 a financial ways as some of these guys. Like like I'm sure our lives are better in 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 uh uh. uh mental ways that some of these guys I don't know where I'm looking for but uh I I would take their bank accounts but I wouldn't take all the other crap not a chance yeah there's a lot of bags a lot of things that you your life is no longer your own um as you're playing the game getting paid that much and that counts for movie stars rocks rock stars and uh and and athletes right and and you know, you only have so much time to give, and then your private time is your private time. And and I can understand why why they don't want to be out there doing good. Well, not not doing good. Sorry, like their time is is is, and they're being stretched in so many different directions. You can understand why they 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 just simply don't want to do even more. Because things get twisted and, and turn, no matter what. Right, like, right. like, yeah. they, like, no matter what you put out, you, you you could be you could be given ten million bucks to a church, and then it's the wrong church, and you could be given ten million bucks to to a to this hospital, it should be that that hospital. Like, it's yeah. it's it's absolutely insane what goes on. We should try to look at these guys with the with a, a bigger picture because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they are just somebody else's kid, and and they sometimes they are trying to do the best, and they're just trying to do things. And these four kids in Brandon, they 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 did the right thing, and I commend them. They, the guy said he was having a rough time, and they. They like literally pulled him off the edge and they saved the guy's life. So Brandon Wheat Kings, make sure you guys, uh, if you guys listen to this show, people in Manitoba, make sure you guys get this out there. Thank you very much to, for helping a guy's life because uh, the, it, it's, uh, it doesn't happen very often where you hear the good because of the, the negative outweighs the positive. But let, let's be positive during this holiday season and go from there. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four viewer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today go and do likewise and then get yourself a free beer at the stadium guys here you go looking for stocking stuffers this holiday season go to seatgeek.com or the seatgeek app and purchase tickets for an upcoming game concert or show and by using our promo code 1420 pod you will save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at seatgeek.com and who doesn't like saving money especially at this time of year that's promo code one Zero P O D and get your seat in a seat at SeatGeek
SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app today. Fourteen Twenty Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with sports talk and a whole lot more. Dave uh, Baker Mayfield, first overall draft pick, going to be on his third team, maybe right away. Uh, team, he went to the uh, Carolina Panthers brass this morning, and he said, "I'm out, man. Can you can you release me? I, I got to find uh, different pastures because you, you you can't say greener pastures because the grass ain't always greener." Uh, Man, oh man, how does this happen where a guy is so highly touted out of college, uh, is on his third team now, a difficult situation with the uh, Deshaun Watson thing in Cleveland, but went to another team in, in Carolina, and he's got usurped, he's not playing, he wants out. Is this a situation, Dave, where, where Mayfield um, touts himself so highly because he's a, a high draft pick? Is this a situation where he's not that good, or is this a situation where he should never been drafted as high as he was? Baker Mayfield is one of these players that make me scratch my head. Like I, I totally think he should have never been a number one overall, but he was, and 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 good for him. I, I take issue with anyone that wants to call Baker Mayfield a bust. He took an 0-16 Cleveland team and in two years won a playoff game with them. That's not nothing, right? That's a hell of a fucking accomplishment. And then the third year, they underperformed when he played injured, and then they threw him after the bus, threw him under the bus to to get the massage king. It, uh, he won the job in uh, Carolina over Sam Darnold, another high draft pick from the same year, I believe even. And then he just from got, my USC Trojans. <laughs> and he just got terrible. And he just got terrible. And I then then it, it's it's one of those quarterbacks I don't understand. He you, you you play okay for a couple years and then you get shittier and shittier and shittier. And I don't understand why Sam Darnold is one of those like he was never even as good as uh Baker Mayfield in his years with the Jets. Um I think is someone uh, who else from the Jets? But fumble Sanchez, another fucking Trojan. What's with your Trojans, right? Like they they look good for their first year. Uh, Liner, the only one that has any kind of staying power throwing the ball is uh, has been the redhead. What's his name? Carson Palmer. Well, the thing is, is that the Trojans, and, and actually, you know, that's a good segue, Dave, is that the, the USC Trojans seem to get guys out of Mattered Eye. It's a, it's a high school out of, out of uh, Los Angeles. They have a, a very good system, and uh, they get guys who are, are, are more mature and more skilled and uh, developed and everything else, and uh, and then they win. And then after they, they, they leave college, nobody nobody cares. And that's that's one thing I've always been curious about with uh, draft picks in, in any sport is that when you're really good, young, it's it, most of the time it's because you're physically um, superior to the to, to the guys you're playing against, right? And so then you get a scholarship, not that you're any better because it, but then you get to that next level. 
because you're, you're physically more mature. And then, and that's what happens. And a guy like Tim Tebow, like he was physically more mature. And like we talked about this, like the, the will to win that that man had forever. Uh, it's one of those things. And then you get drafted. But then once you end up with the big boys, she becomes tough. And that's one thing I don't understand about these draft picks and how these uh, GMs year in, year out, get these things wrong. Because these GMs and, and management systems and scouts, whatever it is, they get paid a lot of dough to try to figure this all out. And more, I should say more often than not, she's got to be a 60-40 split about how often they're right. Because, man, there's a lot of picks that go sideways quick. Like well, a no, lot in, in in all sports, like baseball and, and baseball. I think baseball is the only one that gets it right because you have to go through the minor leagues. You have to develop, whether it be in college or whatever it's got to be. And you don't go right from high school or from college. Rarely, rarely right to the big leagues. Whereas hockey, basketball, Football, they expect you to go right from like junior hockey is the equivalent of of college football. Well, even junior hockey, they'll give you, they'll draft you and give you another year or two. In, Sometimes. In, right? in the but, juniors, but a, but a right? first rounder is expected to play, right? Yeah. And, and so, like, how, how these guys, like, year in, year out, just get it so wrong. It's like, what the f- How are you making money still? Like, how do you still have a job? Or how is that even allowed, actually? It's the, the bigger picture. Well, you know, um, the website I went to to look at uh, the draft picks and what have you, there's a lot. Like, the first rounders, aside from quarterbacks, I would say 90% are still in the league. The quarterbacks are the ones that aren't in the league. So I I think when we say first round bus. And a lot are Heisman winners. Yeah, it's it's the quarterbacks, right? It's the quarterbacks because – I, and, and even as they went down, you don't you see all the quarterbacks getting drafted in the first and second round. It's it's pretty rare that you see quarterbacks drafted after the third round. And and, and why not take a flyer on these guys? Because I, I this is me thinking out loud. They don't want to waste a roster spot on that because they would rather have that third defensive the the third lineman or whatever. And I get it because all those parts are are aren't as important as a quarterback, each individual player. But when someone goes down, you need someone who's ready to step in and knows the playbook. And you got you to gotta have those players on the practice roster where any asshole um, uh, can play quarterback for for a quarter, like this guy in, in uh, San Fran yesterday, this rookie QB who did it. Like, he did it. And, and that's – you see that – a lot of times, guys that come in in an emergency situation and lead their team to victory, we're going to find out what kind of quarterback he is next week when teams get a scheme for him and look at his tape. It's like obviously, obviously, if you if you end up in in last place in the division or your conference or whatever in the league, and there there, there there's a generational player out there like the NHL's got Connor Bedard this year from Regina Pats, who's put up ungodly numbers and the whole bit. Uh, and if he's available at uh, first overall, you you need to take him. But if you are just taking a guy because he's good. But your team doesn't really need him. Are you doing your Are you doing your team a disservice? Because like, 
if your team is bad in goal and you take another guy who can score goals, what are you helping your team for? Like you're, you're not doing yourself a favor at all. If, if, if your team needs a, uh, a, a left guard to, to make sure that your quarterback's protected and you take another quarterback, like, what these GMs make a lot of money. These scouts make a lot of money and, and then they give out a lot of money. Like sitting down here at 1420 world headquarters, Dave, I'm, I, I cannot be the only person who scratches their fucking head thinking, what are they? They don't need another top notch guy. They need this. Like I, I hear all day on Yankee Twitter and everything else. Well, let's go out and get this, this, that they need a left fielder who can hit. They don't need another fucking pitcher. Well, everything like, you know I what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, I do, but like everything I read about the draft is you draft for talent, trade for position. That's what you do. If if the best player on the board is a forward and you don't and you need a D man, you drop that forward, um, and then you get him into your system and then trade one of your other forwards for a D man. Uh, the perfect example about this, how, how a team doesn't know how to do that is the Edmonton Oilers forward after forward, after forward, after Every forward, year. after forward, Nail Yakupov, like when they, they, they fell ass in the butter and got the first round draft pick and they, like Nail was fucking useless. He's, he's, he scored a couple highlight real goals his first year. And then he was, I don't, it, it's, he was out of the league in year three and that's a first overall. That's that's inexcusable. That's 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 a reason Edmonton can't win a fucking cup because they'd have no fucking foresight of how to uh, build a team through the draft. You know, you, you look at something funny. Then this goes back a lot of years now. I can't remember what year it was, but uh, when the Vancouver Grizzlies had a franchise, the NBA franchise that was short lived out there uh, in, in the Lower Mainland in uh, BC, and uh, they they went and took. Uh, Brian, big, big country, big Reeves. country, Brian Reeves, and and you, you go why? Because it was because he was the the flavor of the week. I think it was at North Carolina. And, no, I think it was Oklahoma State. He, he brought him to the Final Four, and it was one. Big, and he was one of those flavor of the week guys. And he was he was he was a he was a great. Like I said, he was a great big guy. He was he was he was bigger than everybody he's playing against. He's putting up big numbers, but not then, athletic, but just then, huge. Not a, just a big guy playing against a bunch of kids. And and then how the scouts and the GM and whatever else didn't see that that wasn't going to translate to professional basketball. I don't understand that because just because you're good in college, the other boys are bigger, faster, stronger. And it, like how like they they seem to get it wrong a lot. And they give these first overall draft picks, first round draft picks, whatever it is, they give them a lot of money. And then for some reason, the GMs get a free pass when the GMs are the ones who got it completely wrong. So I'm assuming no matter what sport it is, the GMs have the final say. The scouts give their recommendations, but the GMs have the final say on who they're on who they're picking. I agree. Or, may, or maybe the owner. I, I don't know. But like the, the Euler one was, was uh, Yakupov was because the owner, what the fuck was his name or is his name? Cats. Cats. Joseph, Joseph, he, uh, he Jackson Jackson for cats. Yeah, he's a sexy, but he won Yakupov. But like, how these GMs survive these fucking disastrous picks year in year out? Like, I like now. You know what? If I was an NFL GM, this is a screaming hot take. I would never, ever pick a Heisman winner. They never turn out. Never. It it, it kind of seems that way, but um, never. You know, 
<laughs> you know, um, speaking of, of of GMs and what have you like that, when it reminds me when we when we have a conversation like this, when I was uh, when Katie and I were still dating, not and even engaged, you know, I I I, I would reading articles on on like marriage and how do you know it's the right person and this and that. And one thing I read one time was you had um, to read it to, to ensure yourself. I didn't have to read. It's just like I, I wanna I wanna glean knowledge from people that know more than I'm I. I'm glad she doesn't listen to this. Oh, no, I, I I tell her like well she I'm an open book, um. But nonetheless, one of the things I had read that I had that, to read I, a book to see if she was the right one. I, I didn't have to read a book. I was just <laughs> reading a quit teasing me. I'm 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 I'm, I'm being vulnerable. Um, but nonetheless, uh, uh, it, the the gist of this one thing was like a man want uh, uh when when he finds his mate, he wants her to be the same person for the rest. Like he he's he, this is it. This is what I want for the rest of my life. When a woman do, sees in her potential mate, is sees the potential of that mate. That's kind of how a draft has to work for a GM. Like, are you seeing so GMs are okay? women? No, 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 no. Like the relationship that you're going to cultivate with that, with with the player that you're about to draft. So, Dave, what you're I, saying is, is no, is, no, no, no. Let me finish my thought. Okay. So, like, so, so you're looking at this player now coming out of junior hockey or, or thing. Is this the player we want? We we want we want this player. We never want him to change. This is what the player we want. Or are you looking at that player and seeing the potential and seeing what you can make that player to be as a, a professional? And I think there's a lot more. Um, people that fall in love with the product you see in front of your eyes right now and not enough foresight yeah. to see what that player is going to be in five years. Don't draft the Heisman first in don't, the first round. Don't. Don't. Yeah. The sexiest one. And, and you know, the, Cause the, I, I was going to the list today where I was doing some show prep uh, the amount of Heisman trophy winners in the last 20 years, 30 years, actually that like, Oh, Ooh, uh, yeah, Ooh, not good. Not good. Not good. You know, yeah. because, because they, they they're 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 more physically mature and they have things going on and and, and maybe they but then once the, the fame and everything else and it, it but between the years they may not may not be there and it's it's uh, and that's not just in football but a lot of sports you you watch man like I watched a lot of junior hockey over the years and I even played the sport and he thought that guy is good but he 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 can't play the next level he just can't like he's just yeah he's, Pavel Brendel. He's bigger, faster, stronger. Pavel Brandel's one right there. He scored a, what seventy goals one year for the for the Calgary Hitmen. For the Hitmen, yeah. yeah right? And it, it wasn't seventy, but it was it was a lot. And and like Brad Moran was a better player, but the all the the publicity went to Brendel. And Brendel got got a pretty good contract coming out of out of junior because the scouts were too stupid to see he didn't he didn't back check four check paycheck right. Like right. it's 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 crazy how guys who actually watch the sport uh, and I, I'm not saying scouts don't watch. But it's crazy to see how they just always not always they get it wrong a lot, a lot. And there's a lot of busts out there for injuries too, right? Uh, you but if miss, you don't, but you know, if you don't draft like, that guy, and he turns out to something, then then what do you? Then how do you explain that to to, to, to your boss? Exactly, like the one I'm going to point out here uh, in 2007 NBA draft. The number all number one overall pick was Greg Oden. You remember him out of Ohio State? Great big he, bugger. Yeah. Huge guy. Uh second overall, Kevin Durant. We all know Kevin Durant. He's still a, a no, dominant he's, force in the yeah. he's a dominant force in the NBA, no matter what you want to think about him. Greg Oden, seven seasons played 105 games. In 15 seven games seasons. a year. Yeah. 
You're done. Like with 15 games a year. He had four of those seasons where he couldn't play due to surgeries and what have you like that. So like I'm I'm glad he got paid because it wasn't his fault he got injured all the time. Um but you know flip the coin, right? Like uh Durant could have been uh, with the I think it was the Timberwolves, not Timberwolves, um Portland Trailblazers. No idea. Him. And uh and then it's it, a bust. Like an absolute bust, and there's nothing you can do about it if, if someone has injuries. And, you know, that's the other thing um, that can happen to these first-round draft picks. There's nothing you can do. Because those, those – we'll get off this – we'll end the show in a second here because we're getting on to a different thing. But uh, those boys who get drafted high, they got a lot of hard miles at a young age in their bodies. And, and that's another thing that, that scouts – I don't think that they realize that there's a lot of hard miles. And yeah, and I, I don't think you can scout durability. No, right? you 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 could you go through all the all the uh, all the physicals you want, man. But between the years, you can't you, you can't do that because I, maybe guys could get tired of playing, right? Because I've been doing this for for how long? And their knees and blah blah blah. You can go through all the scouting combines, but at the end of the day, if a guy if a guy don't want to do it anymore, he don't want to do it anymore. Kid, yeah, and a lot of these kids are playing football and basketball all and year hockey, long. All year long, they they do. They have a ton of miles on them, and and who knows? Like the 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 tweak knee they had when they were fourteen. Now there's a little bit of scar tissue on it, and you know, um, uh, and then when all of a sudden they're they're twenty four. And then they, they they need a scope and like oh the scar tissue has to get cleaned. Up. That's you know? one thing I would do as a scout or a GM. I would I would find out how much these kids play when they're younger, and the mileage they have on on their young bodies. That's one thing I would actually check out. I, I really, like, I, well, like, I how, really how, how do you check that out though? Ask right? just ask. Ask who? How how many how many times did you play? A lot. Uh, if you, but like if you're like, like this is a baseball thing. If you're around the ballpark, you can ask him. There's a guy here in Lethbridge, uh, Marv Sheen, super good guy. He's, but he he hangs around that ballpark fucking 240 days a year. He's always there. Uh, he umpires a little bit, but he's been around the ballpark since I was a kid, and we umpired together a little bit back in the day. And uh, now he's still there, and he's part of the umpire association. Um, he would tell a scout. Because he's always there, he'd say, "Yeah, man, that, that kid, he don't take a day off." Like he wouldn't ask around. But you know, then like we think about that the, the the thing. What about you know the kid that's throwing hard every day because he wants to build up his arm? Like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is there only so many bullets in the gun, or does he have a Nolan Ryan arm that can just go forever? Oh, the, the, there yeah, it is, it, right? It's 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 a hard thing. It's yeah, because baseball is a different sport than, because, than and, baseball, and, right? and, and, like, that, and, and that's how baseball is different than the than the other big three is that um, first rounders don't play in the big leagues right off the bat, right? Right, because you know you can't play in the majors until you see. They get Tommy league. John in their third year in the minors, and then they take a year off, and they come and they sign a forty-eight million dollar contract, and they're they're good. So whatever. Yeah. They just tightened everything up and, and added two mile an hour to that fastball, right? Forty million bucks. Dave, uh question before we end tonight's show. Would you pay a position player in baseball more than a pitcher? I think I would. I think I would because at the end of the day I know I, I would. 
Because uh, at the end of the day, a pitcher can only affect every fifth game, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and, you know, and then so even the best of the pitchers win 80% of the time. 30 starts a year, you win 20. So that's only – that's 66%, right? So so you're, you have a positive effect on the game 66% of the time. Whereas uh, a dominant leadoff, like a, if you got Ricky Henderson – Fuck. Highest paid player. He should have been the highest paid player ever. In the history of sports, because he, he could change the game around. Like he, the leadoff home uh, leadoff home run leader of all time. And then when you walk him, he's standing on third. First inning, um, the pitcher still hasn't, like he walked him. Ricky's on third. Uh, sack fly still hasn't given up a hit, and you're down one nothing. Yeah, we haven't brought Rick up in a long time. The re- and and it, like, I'm not, I don't want to, we'll talk about Judge on Thursday night, but uh, the reason why I asked that, I, I think Judge is kind of, he might have got offered 37, 38, whatever it was for eight, nine years. But it, when he looks at what his teammate uh, Jerry Cole's getting and Cole's making it 36, I'd be a little pissed if, if I, uh, I play every fucking day. That guy plays every <laughs> fifth day. Right, and, and I'm putting asses in the seat every and day. Like, there's, and I'm putting asses in the seats, and I'm selling jerseys, la da 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 da. And I won't. You're only offering me a million and a half more. Fuck you. Fuck you is right. Like I, I completely agree. Like all this big money that's uh, like uh, that's going around, and 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 I see that in baseball the last year and a bit, the the team seem to be wanting to pay the position players a little bit more than the pitchers because. You know, three years down the road, who the fuck knows what your pitcher's going to be, right? Like well, that's- DeGrom, like we, t- we talked earlier, De- DeGrom got, um, he got $185 million. He's not going to pitch for three years. Right. For a five-year deal, I think. And, yeah, and that's 37 and a half for five, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't, he, he's missed more starts than, than starts over the last three years. And yeah. he's so dominant and so good. I'm, if, I'm, not, uh, for, I'm not for a millisecond de- debating his skill. I'm debating his durability. If uh, Rick was on the free agent scale today, he just uh, finished a, uh, let's say, a 40-40 season with uh, batting 312 with a 7.2 war. I still don't know what the fuck that means. I watch baseball every day. Um, what's Rick getting on the free agent market, you think? Well, if Trey Turner is going to be playing for 35 mil per next year, right? Like, is that what Philly signed him for? 35 uh, 28. Okay. Options, so, options, and that. Yeah. Yeah. So if Trey is 300 plus for, million. Yeah. Yeah. So if Trey Turner gets 28 per, you got to give Ricky 35, 34, 35. I give Rick more than I give Judge. I do too. You bet I do. Like, and, and it's not yeah. close. Uh, the most electrifying. How okay? So Ricky or Otani, who gets more, who deserves more? Who deserves more money than Rick? Or who's even in the same quest, uh, the same area code? I might give Otani more for two, maybe three years, front end loaded because he can pitch. But then that's that, that's going to come to an end. Uh, but long term, because Rick played till he was what seventy five. Um, <laughs> he's probably still playing today. He's probably still playing today somewhere with the Long Island Carolina, Ducks, yeah, the Carolina, Carolina League, or whatever the fuck. Uh, I still, I would still give Rick more money. 
long term, I, I give him more than I would give um, Judge and, and Trout. There's no doubt about it. I, I 100% agree because he was like, and he was a, and he was a right fielder too, right? And so he was a hired gun. Oh yeah, well, right? Ricky didn't care. Ricky just came there to rake and steal bases. Yeah, which which is what he did, and and tell you how good he was. I it it it, it makes you wonder what what kind of role Ricky would have in today's uh, analytic driven league, right? They'll steal bases, right? They don't but steal all, but bases. But all of a sudden, he's standing at third base, and they can they can just get a base hit or 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 or, or sack fly scores a run. Well, and then uh, you read all the runs are the premium. Yeah, and they say Trey Turner is the fastest guy in the majors. Then how come he only has twenty five stolen bases a year? Rick had one hundred and forty. Like fuck me. It, it's that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous when you think about that in the eighties. Uh, uh, I just thought it was on Twitter, but nonetheless, the the Boston Red Sox as a franchise had two more stolen bases than Ricky did in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick! Rick's the uh, Rick. We gotta start uh, talking about Rick a lot more. We had yeah, him, the I'm first year of the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. We talked about Rick a lot more, and we got to get back on that because he's a legendary stats. He like I he would be the highest pair in, ba- in baseball, and it wouldn't be close. It would not be close, in my opinion. Difference maker, right? Hits for power, hits for average, and you know he's and, on and runs and, and play and plays some good and, defense. And now he's standing on third, right? Yeah. No, crazy. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more important, take care of yourself. You need your round. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? I don't want to see Jim at swing, swing at high pitches. Jim. Get it over with, Jim. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.